0: Welcome to episode 778 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Radio team, welcome along to episode 778 of Iron Talk with Coach John You some James Ross. How you going, mate? Pretty good. Is it your birthday? It is my birthday. Happy birthday,
1: birthday to you. Happy birthday. Aging up. 45? 45. <laughs> 50's coming. 50 is coming. <laughs> uh, does age bother you? Not really. I probably will when I get to 50, 50 does sound, yeah. sound old, doesn't it? It does.
0: You know, like, because when you're, when you're 30, you seem well, oh, when I was fifty, you go, when I was 15, 30, seem old, but you still feel pretty young. Still got a young family now, Yeah, 40, yeah. 40, 40, you kind of go, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, but I'm still fit and feel pretty good. 45, <laughs> it's starting to get a bit slower. Start
1: uh, setting those... Pace goals a little bit lower. Start doing age based goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I'm talking proudly brought to you by Bruce the Tomahawk Tomlinson.
0: Uh, we've got Peter Thor
1: and Matthew Kenny Van Nuss, this, which I guess is probably some reference to South Park, probably. Oh,
0: Kenny Van Nuss. That's a good name Kenny Van Nuss Nuss. Sounds a bit like a fighter Like Van Damme Right I wouldn't mess with Matthew Kenny Van Nuss Mm. Uh, uh, This week's show We've got some news We've got a hot topic of the week We've got a really good interview Charles Adamo from PTO Going to help explain The PTO rankings For the Collins Cup Uh, Are we going to do Coach's Corner? We'll see how we're going for time Okay We'll see how we're going for time There might be a Coach's Corner In there Wang of the week Questions and answers At the end John Bowett A few races Happened on the weekend In Ironman UK Good old Joe Skipper didn't dominate dojo, and based on our official time of dominating the dojo, a twenty-minute win, but a good strong win. It was a strong win. So he
1: beat the young up-and-coming Sam Laidlow, who is races under the French flag, but he's a uh, I think he was brought up in France, but he's a, he's a pop, got British parents, and he won a iron distance race in Spain. It was that one in Girona? Not that long ago. It was maybe. I don't know, maybe a month. Oh, actually, I probably Let's so look, the, so just click
0: on the, the thing. The joy of he won the international triathlon on the thirtieth of May. Thirtieth of May. Yep. So. He's had June to get ready for this race. And he ran a 2.49 there, so he didn't have a great run in the UK. Tough tough run course in the
1: UK, though, by the look of it. So I think Joe, Joe still put off a 2.41. Yeah, but he said he was especially pleased with that, and it was probably one of his best runs he's ever had. Um, and he needed it, because he was a long way down. He was six minutes down after the swim, and then lost a further seven minutes. So you know, you've That's a stellar run minutes. isn't it? Oh, it's outstanding. A, if
0: you 2.41, you know, we are seeing guys in the 30s nowadays, but, you know, high 30s, mm. to pull off a 2.31... And of course, where everyone else is basically closer to two fifty to three. Yep. Now again, it's not the strongest stellar field, but great effort, Joe. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, and again, you referenced it to the females. There was
1: only three females, but you know, Kat Matthews. She had a what the hell did she run in Tulsa? It was like two. It was something really fast. It was 2 2.49, Or actually. Well, thanks, well, thanks to we look, the fantastic... <laughs> just uh, click on the links. Tom. Yeah,
0: click on the links. <laughs> what did she run? Tulsa, she, she, she ran a 2.49. 249. So, and, and when we look at her rankings, she's in the 93 percentile of runners in the sport. So she's in the top rank of runners... However, again, then you say, well, she was 20 minutes in front, so did she need to push the
1: pace? But Joe Skipper, outstanding. Uh, he was first place in 8 hours 42 with a 2.41 marathon. Sam Laidlaw, second 8.51. He was only seven seconds in front of Leon Chevalier. Uh, that is a close finish, and the other fella looked to be closing in. I didn't. There was no coverage of the race. Uh, it seems like we're just getting Ironman now coverage of American races. Kind of understand that uh, at the moment. Uh, on the female side, there was only three participants. No podium. Not, yeah. Cat Matthews did dominate the dojo by 22 minutes in front of Nikki Bartlett uh, and Chantelle Cummings in third. So Kat Matthews swam 55, looked like everybody swam reasonably slow. Uh, and then she biked 5.32, which really indicates it's a pretty tough bike course there, and ran a 3.06 for a 9.40.00. I did see Joe Skipper posting um, that it was a bit of a funny old day on the weather front. They had a bit of sun, a bit of torrential rain, bit oh, really? of everything, lots of hills on the bike. Four and seasons run. in one day. So good to see some racing in the UK.
0: Well, we had a few close races over the weekend because we also had Ironman Lanzarotti and good old Michelle Vesterbree, we haven't heard her name in a while. Uh, she managed to take out the race in a 9.55, but only 47 seconds in front of Laura Sadel, who was running her down. Mm. So uh, Michelle ended up running 3.13 and Laura ended up running 3.07. Uh, so she was chasing off the bike. Obviously, just spending a bit of time.
1: Yeah, so Michelle Vesterby, um, she didn't really or ra- well, she did challenge Daytona last year, but got pants pulled down there. Uh, 2019, she did three Ironmans for a third, a fourth, and a fifth. So she hasn't won a race since... 2017. 2017. Yeah, so it'd be really good, good to see her uh, back on the podium. So good racing there. And then only another couple of minutes back to Justine Matthew in third place and Simone Mitchell in fourth. So, uh, yeah, we're seeing pretty small fields at these events on the female side on the boys' side at... Lanzarote. It was a ginormous field, and lots of DNFs. I I was going to say, I don't know. It's a different time of the year for Lanzarote, so I'm not sure. Again, I haven't seen any reports what the weather was doing or anything like that. But a lot of DNFs. Sixteen. Yeah.
0: And basically, the field was. Basically, the field was about. 44 and 16 of them DNF'd and they all started so it wasn't like DNS Mm. so Annie Boucher took that out swam
1: 51 36 rode 450 came home with a 246 for a pretty comfortable 8 minute victory and it was a good field you had Boris Stein second Matt Troutman third Christian Holgenhaar fourth Uh, so those are all Quality athletes and it was pretty close racing for, it was only three minutes covering sort of second through to fourth, uh, so yeah, good racing in um, Ironman Lanzarote, definitely one race I would love to go and do one day, just looks pretty epic out there on a, it's kind of cone like Exposed. Yeah, out on an island. Yeah, that's where Ibiza nice. is as well, isn't it? Uh, not on the same, is uh, Ibiza yeah. I don't know. No. I could be wrong. I oh know nothing. I think you know IBETH is in different island chain. But I could, again, I could be but wrong. But you could go the race, you could go party afterwards. Lanzarote still would have some party areas. Uh,
0: Outlaw Holcomb happened as well. It looks like, like this is a half distance race uh, in the female sort of thing. Ruth Astle took out the race. First pro win. And then James Teagle took out the boys. Uh, he won a couple of weeks ago
1: as well. I think it was in Poland. So he looks like he's uh, the goods and, and ran home with
0: a 114. But Ruth Astle's first professional win. Love her work. And then we had 70.3 Andorra. And Ellie's Salthouse took it out. in the females and Clement Mingnong. Did you say that? Name? Mignon, like Mignon. an onion. Uh, yeah, took that out by
1: two minutes. Cam Wirth was down there in third place. So he doesn't seem to be quite at the same level no. since he's, since he's uh, so far this year. But maybe he, where does he sit on the rankings, I wonder. Uh, because, Yeah. I'll I'll go find out Uh, thanks to the fantastic PTO Uh, I'll go and find out on the internationals where does he sit I don't think I saw his name no he's nowhere not even in the top
0: top 10 now Cam's best he got 10th in Kona didn't he Uh, I think it was a little bit higher than that it? but hold on Bevan hold on here we go Go website, see what's our new favourite thing? It's like Santa Claus delivered this website for us. It does. So we don't, it makes us sound <laughs>
1: like we know more than. Well, we it actually. doesn't because we keep cocking up every time. <laughs> so he finished fifth in that race that we were talking about before, the, the one that was. So what's his best Kona? Uh
0: What do you think? I think 10th. Fifth. Oh, I did get a 50. Yeah,
1: he did. Yeah, he, ran, he went, went well there. Went a, ran a 255 and that was coming off. So in that year, in 2019, he won Ironman Italy, Ironman Australia and the Cairns Triathlon, finished 7th in France and 3rd in Rote. Uh, so that was pretty solid. Didn't race at all in 2020 and so far slightly underwhelming results. So well, look, 2018 he got 10th because we
0: were there, weren't he? We? I remember interviewing him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, no. No you Are talking rote? No, 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 Germany. I mean, no, Ironman, World Champs. Uh, what did, did he get in 2018? 2018, he got ninth. Okay, yeah. Good yeah. memory. I remember interviewing him post-race. Um, he was overall not that happy that day because he felt he could have done a little bit better. But um, we also had another 70.3, uh, Les Sables L'Oudonnel. How <laughs> I go nice okay. they DeLon. DeLon?
1: Uh, and I've got to say here, oh, yes. Mr. D. <laughs> uh, and Reichman took out the girls' race, and Mika Nod took out the boys uh, by two minutes in front of Rudy von Berg, Didn't who's well. been yeah. racing an awful lot recently. And it looks to me, uh, that this was this fella's debut. So Mika Nod. N-O-O-D-T from Germany uh, won by a couple of minutes and he's got no other long course races so that's a pretty good scalp to have and a pretty good win to have on your first
0: A German good at triathlon? Triathlon Who would have thought? (laughs) Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Okay, John, the other piece of, well, we've got lots of news, but one other piece of news came out is that the first episode of Beyond Human is now available to stream online for free. The film, which has been produced by award winning UK based production company, Noah Media, takes an intimate look at the lives of the biggest names in the sport right now. The first episode features Sanders, uh, Sebastian Kenley, and Heather Jackson as they gear up for the selection for PTO's inaugural Collins Cup. Now, have you watched it? I
1: very quickly scanned through it yesterday. I think it was fifty-two minutes long. So I watched the uh, thing. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So um, first of all, it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, Sanders is just—it was actually great because Sanders and they were good people to pick mm. because Sanders and Kenley, just say it. Yeah. You know, and Kenley, there's a bit in it where um, Sanders is kind of saying, you know, because he. he, he Mintley, he's tough, isn't mm. it? But and but Kenny says, well, he's you know he's he's a champion, but he's never won a world championship. And <laughs> then they show the video to they do the Michael Jordan documentary thing. They show it to um Sanders, and he's like he's like if you, you know, if you, and he's like and again you can tell he gets really upset about it. Yeah. Um. And then you know you know we all know that Sanders is kind of a bit of a fanboy of Fredino. He, he, yeah. yeah. And 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 Frodeno's just a bit dismissive of Sanders, yeah. you know, but in a really kind of good way. Like he's a little bit like well. You know, I, I, he talks about racing me, but, you know, like, really? Is he competitive kind of stuff? <laughs> and so it's actually really good because it just it kind of shows the rivalry of the sport. And Sanders, there's a moment where it's showing Sanders training and obviously someone's filming him and he doesn't know he's being been filmed. Mm. And he's literally crying because mm. he's pushing himself that hard. <laughs> and you kind of, I just, I kind of, he's such an interesting, he's so good for our sport because he's so interesting. Um, will he ever win a world championship? Well. How old is he? Uh he is, date of birth, 88. He's age 33. Okay, so he's still got another four or five good years in front of him. Mm. Do you think he will ever win a world championship?
1: 7.3 maybe? Well, that's the thing. This year, I think he's painted himself into a bit of a corner um, with regards to qualifying for Hawaii because I was wondering how he's going to do that. There's actually only a couple of races left for the pros to qualify for Hawaii. He's not going to be doing Saint, um, Lake Placid, which is the... In a couple of weeks' time, because it'll be a week after this challenge he's doing with um, Fredino, uh, and so after that, there's only two opportunities. I think. I think it's Germany and Copenhagen. So uh, Germany, how many, how many? There'll be a couple of slots there, would not there? Three there, but again, it's all part of the problem. Is it's all sort of getting close to, um, close to the Collins Cup. It's
0: getting close Seven, to three world
1: 70.3 world champs.
0: So, so basically he's going to have to do like four hard races before Kona or three mm-hmm. hard races before... Well, it depends how hard he takes his photo thing. Yeah. And so I think
1: the thing for Sanders is I don't even know if he wants to go to Kona until he's really nailed another Ironman because I had a quick look through his his record and, you know, he has just got so many good 70.3 results and he's got some good Ironman results, but... Oh, he did not, get second in Kona. Yeah, but uh, uh, take, that, take that out... And most of the other ones, they've been really. There's been some good ones. There's been some shit ones as well, but he hasn't probably performed to a level that is going to be a Kona winning performance. And I think until he figures out his nutrition and and just, Swim. Get, you just to sort out his Ironman racing, it I, is I, I, I don't think he thinks he's an, a Kona contender. So you know, he's got, know. if he's going to, he does for the one.
0: Yeah, I think I he does. I, I think I, he, I think he backs himself. No, I don't think he. You can, know, he's a bit like Muhammad Ali. They yeah. believe they can. Mm. Now, now for us on sidelines, do we believe he can he beat a Frodo? I don't know if he does believe he can. But until he gets his nutrition, I think he believes in his ability.
1: But until he gets his nutrition done and he's had. You know, several not fantastic uh, iron distance races. Uh, I think he, yeah, he he says he wants to go and do, keep doing them until he actually figures it out. But it's going to be a very tough ask. It is
0: interesting looking at his rankings here because he is just dominant at 70.3. He's like, if he's going to win a world championship, it's going to be 70.3. And this
1: year's a perfect opportunity. St George, you go, let's just kick Kona to touch for one season. Really nail uh, the PTO Collins Cup and now seventy point three. May still go to Kona if he gets a slot, but he's yeah, it's going to be tricky. Going to be tricky.
0: Uh, the docker was really good. I do recommend it. One one interesting thing, mm-hmm. Sanders was shaving his forehead. <laughs> I did when I was scanning through, I did see that part. <laughs> What's
1: that? Wasn't it eyebrows? Well, or? it kind of looked like it was more his forehead. Right,
0: like you know, and like you know, like we well, as you get older, you got to clip your eyebrows a little bit, but he was like using a shaver. And it lot like I was am like, "What are you doing, mate?" So he's an interesting character. Yes. Great, I, he's so good for our sport. And um, I always and the thing of him, I wonder, is is his strength his weakness? You know, is his strength his kryptonite as well? Because his toughness it's it's arguably the best we've ever seen. Really, like mm. he's a Mike Pig kind of character, isn't he? And but sometimes when you think effort is the thing that makes you successful, that can also make you weak. Mm. Um, and He's unfortunately and, and and so but okay, so you go to the Kona thing. Mm. So you're saying maybe this year just focus on seventy point three, don't even worry about Kona. The course
1: is perfect for him. He's performed there, you know, against Sam Long recently. Uh but but the thing I'm wondering if he it, go if he wants to go to Kona, he's gonna compromise seventy point three world champs
0: as well. Well, do you think he's going to Kona? If he can qualify.
1: Well, it sounds like he might be going to Copenhagen. So okay.
0: if he does. So so first of all, there's that. Second of all, the other thing that might work against him being a contender in Kona, because this year you're going to put your money on Frodo. Um, now, again, he's not. It's not that I don't think Sanders can win Kona, but it's kind of like for Sanders to win Kona, he needs to get all his ducks in a row, and a couple of other people need to get things wrong. Mm. You know, that's, that's kind of that from, happens. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, but the other thing is, the next bunch of the Olympians come through. Mm. Next year, you know, we get our next bunch. Now, traditionally, most of them haven't done that well, but there's normally one or two come through can actually do well at Ironman. Hmm. You know, we look at the last bunch of Olympians. Who came through that's actually been in the last bunch?
1: Well, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but in terms of who is coming through, if the Norwegians decided they wanted to go for Ironman, they could do extremely well. Okay. Uh, So that would be on the boys' side. Girls, I'm not quite sure. If they're motivated, there's some very, very good females uh, athletes that would do extremely well. But whether or not they want to, Flora Duffy, you know, she's a beast on all disciplines. So there's some, yeah, on both sides there is some if they want to come across. Because
0: if, if the Olympian get it right, which a lot of them don't, you know, there's many Olympians who have came over, you know, classy Olympic distance athletes come over and not really crack it. But the ones who do crack it, you know, oh, for a light go, it up. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they just show that pedigree that mm. I mean just traditional Ironman athletes don't have. So I just think he's in a really interesting moment in his career because I wonder, in iron distance, does he have the Like, he's... Of, of a level but is it ever going to happen so yeah um, but I do recommend watching documentary it's really good and I look forward to the second one
1: what's coming up Jonbo? There's bug all coming up at the moment in terms of Iron Distance Racing as I said there's only a couple of races left for the pros to qualify so nothing coming up uh, this weekend really we've got a few uh, non-branded races that are coming up and even then July is a bit of a you know the Frenchies are all on holiday but we've got the Laponia Triathlon in Sweden and the Iceland Extreme are the only other to non-branded races this weekend.
0: So you see through an article from triathlon.org, um, from the Olympic Committee, uh, and it's basically saying, let your athletes choose if they want to race. Yeah, so
1: the, what's happening is, so at the Olympics, in case you've been living under a stone, there's the individual race and there's a mixed team relay. In the individual race, realistically, there's maybe ten athlete. Oh, no, there's probably fifteen athletes who could medal. At, and there's 55 most, in, fifty five athletes who potentially 50, could, could race. Yeah, and then you've got the mixed relay. Some countries have got a better chance in the mixed relay to get a medal than others. So, so what what's happening is for, for some countries they're saying to their athletes just S- balk it, just screw uh, this, screw just, the Olympic don't race. bother with the the, the 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 um the individual race. We're hundred percent focused on trying to get a medal in the mixed team relay so a couple of countries where that may apply just thinking off the top of my head someone like a, a france you know you've got vincent louis who's a legitimate medal contender the other two guys uh, there would be a big ask for them to get a medal they they're, they're probably not far off but they might be going you two you're doing the relay vincent vincent louis our man for the individual you two focus on the relay um so and they, what they're basically saying is this if this happens and we don't have a full field, it's a really bad look, Mm -hmm. 55 qualifiers and only say 45 take the start line, what sort of a message does that send? And the IOC probably wouldn't be too thrilled about it. So they're saying to athletes uh, and to, to nations, let your athletes race. And part of the world triathlon's ethos is you race and you race hard. And that's, if we remember back to when the two athletes crossed the line hand in hand, the two um, British, I think it was maybe Jess Learmonth and Georgia Taylor-Brown, yeah. I think it was, when they crossed the line together holding hands, they said, boom, you're disqualified because you're supposed to race hard all the time. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. I, I, well,
0: it's interesting how they worded it because it was kind of pointed at the organisations, not the athletes, mm. wasn't it? It was kind of pointed at saying, these people have trained hard, they want to be there in that race, You know, you need to make your athletes make the choice. And you know, one thing always John's always about is the rules of the rules. You can do what you want within the rules. Mm. And as a governing body, you you probably are better to go to some athletes. Why waste your energy on a race you're going to get 40th? in? Mm. so it's an interesting one. Yeah. Mm. Also, we have the Olympic start list. Yes. Yeah, so
1: uh, there's a few things there that I noted. It was actually put on the try247.com website. And one of the things that's quite different that you see these days. If we looked, and I haven't done this, maybe I should look at the Sydney Olympic start list in 20 in 2000 compared to the start list we're seeing now in 2021 it is a really diverse list of countries back then there would have probably been three athletes from New Zealand three from Australia three okay. from Great Britain three from America um, three from Germany and the, you know the, the powerhouse countries and then it would have sort of stopped um, but now there's so many countries that are beginning you know one slot here and one slot there for different countries uh, so it is you know let's not get ourselves. It's not a um, definitely a world sport, you know, comparing to football or basketball that's played in pretty much every country. But they have done exceptionally well in developing the sport. So it is more of a world sport. You know, you've got um, countries like Chile uh, in there, Israel, Iceland, um, Luxembourg, Morocco. You know, there was no Moroccan triathletes um, 20 years ago that were of a standard that was good enough to make the Olympics. Romania. Syria Uh, so it's awesome to see yeah, no, that's really good, and
0: and they do spend a lot of money behind the scenes developing the sport in the smaller nations, yeah. and uh, like um, you know, sending coaches around the world. And, you know, they are doing their job, and it's it's the point of the organisation, isn't it? Is to expand the sport. So a few once I saw that start list,
1: I was wondering um, for a few countries who's missing. Um, so in Spain, they had uh, four or five, four or five very good guys. There's a guy Surratt, who finished eighth in the recent race in Leeds. He hasn't made the team. Talked about America with Taylor Spivey miss- missing out, um, in New Zealand. Sam Ward's missed out in France, there's a guy Pierre Lacour who's consistently right up there, almost always in the top 10 if not the top 5 and, uh, and there's a couple out of the UK that you could argue as well but it's going to be good racing, a few athletes are out of form, Jake Birtwistle, Moller, haven't seen much of Vincent Louis this year or Katie Severus so it's, it's definitely for me the most wide open Olympics we've ever, ever had uh, and it's going to be very hard to, to pick. Uh, who's going to take is it. an
0: interesting one, isn't he? Because a couple of years
1: ago, when he came through, you're like, this kid's the star of yeah, the future. Yeah, he was a weapon. And, but he's in the same training group, I be, I'm pretty sure, as... Moeller and Vincent Louie and so you know they may be taking a slightly different path they may be injured they may have got COVID I don't actually know um, but they haven't really shown any form this
0: year mm-hmm. OK let's go into this week's discussion so this week's discussion was what pro athletes have left the sport of triathlon and been successful in other professional sports so not saying we weren't saying once we'd come to the sport mm. we are kind of saying once we'd left the sport so um Stephen Bradley has got Ivan Rana took a year out and went bike racing uh, broke his collarbone in the first race and decided to go back to triathlon so did been to Smith with Linda McCartney's team uh, which folded pretty quickly. I wonder why she put a team together. Do you know how much of the story of that? Uh, it was her food brand. Okay. Um,
1: so it wasn't her promoting it her own vegetarian it was, yeah, um, Vegetarian stuff I think.
0: Uh, I think, don't think of any females other than Gwen. Plenty have come from other sports. Background into triathlon. Uh, Andrea Whitcomb and Michelle Dillon. Chris Hanrahan, he also says
1: Gwen Jorgensen, but Chris Samuel comes straight back at him. Chris Hanrahan depends on what you call successful. I wouldn't say ninth at the Olympic trials is successful when she's an Olympic gold medalist in triathlon. Kind of got to agree with you there. Um, I wouldn't say Gwen Jorgensen's made it as a runner. Here's a good
0: one. (laughs) Amish Carter got founding shears in zero. Stay on topic, people. Well no, but actually, I didn't know that. I did. Oh, he would have made some money then. Yeah, because yeah. zero. So zero. If you don't know much about it, it's, a, it's an accounting um, software and it's a little New Zealand company. It's taken over the world. Lots of people will know what it is, and he's super rich now. So good on him.
1: Uh Andrew Zelensky, Courtney Atkinson who's a ex top ITU level athlete went to a couple of Olympics uh not doing too shabby on the the trails so I think he's been doing a bit more sort of exterior type races and trail running and I think
0: he came over and did coast to coast. Uh Declan the De Von Ditz is not quite pro but uh, Richie Port definitely made himself a handy bike rider after a cricket triathlon do you know who he is?
1: Richie Port yeah uh he I don't think he he did triathlon, I think, as more of a kid rather than okay. as a pro athlete, but he's definitely a, a top, um, cyclist. top cyclist. Okay, um, Michael Byertz now disgrace seven-time Tour de France winner. Actually, Lance Armstrong is not a seven-time Tour de France winner because they've always yeah, stripped. Yeah. So Lance Armstrong was is the... By far the standout here in
0: terms of he was a very good triathlete. Yeah, he could have had he could have had a hugely successful triathlon career yeah, and then went to cycling. Yeah, uh, Volker Voigt's got. Does Camworth count with his pretty successful on and off
1: bike career? Well, he kind of came from cycling to triathlon and then still dabbles in. Yeah, in, and he doesn't
0: do that well in cycling. Like he's a
1: he's a domestic yeah, type yeah. type athlete. Richard Swan, do you count Hayden Wilde winning national cross country champs last year by miles? I'd say you do. I think Hayden Wild and. Um, Alex Yi are two athletes that, that you know, they're, they're just, well, I don't know if you call Hayden Wild an international qualifying, or international athlete, but he, I think he was didn't just. He do really well, didn't he, he, was, he do really well in the 5K? Oh, he absolutely in New Zealand, he absolutely smoked it. And I think he was within a few seconds of Olympic qualifying. So you'd say if you were within Olympic qualifying, you're, a good athlete. you're pretty legit. And Alex Yee is also, he, he was running while he was still doing triathlon. Uh, so those would be two on the running front that, In the current era, if Hayden Wild did purely focus on running, he's not going to be beating the Kenyans or anything like that. But he's probably going to be good enough to
0: be international standard. Well, what's really interesting? Imagine those. Imagine turning up that race, and bloody Hayden Wild triathlete turns up, or the ego, you know, because you're national champs, you've got a bit of ego, Mm -hmm. and and then the bloody triathlete turns up, and he pulls your pants down. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Uh, John we I'm still waiting for Mark Allen to qualify for the Olympic marathon trials. He did try very hard for... Now, for how the far off was he?
1: I've got no idea. It was before my time. I'm going to um, do a um, search. But he did uh, try to qualify for the marathon. And last one I'll do is... Uh, Matt Peter, Still Van Hoff was a decent triathlete that couldn't swim. Luckily he can ride fast and won a Commonwealth Games medal. So that's a pretty legit. I'm not sure how good a triathlete he was. I haven't heard the name. But if you get a Commonwealth Games uh, gold medal... That's pretty solid. Okay,
0: you do the next one because I'm, I'm just reading an article here.
1: Last one I've got is uh, Tim Stutzer. In the early 90s, Sonia Krolik, uh, who used to be Sonja uh, Oberim, was a two-time European tri-champ. I think she actually won, she won the World Junior Champs as well. Uh, she was a tiny frame, switched marathon running, went on to finish eighth place at the 96 Olympic Marathon in Atlanta and third at the European Champs that's legit, that mean, I would definitely classify that as making it, she, she was a junior, I remember she came to New Zealand in 1994 um, for when the world champs were here and they held it, I think we held it in November and it was freezing, it was my first ever big race that I did and uh, she was so small she got pulled out of the swim, didn't even finish the swim because she was tight, she had a marathon running um, frame.
0: Okay, so this is going back to the old Slow Twitch Forum. So this is mm. speculative. Um, but someone said they think he pulled out. But then basically what someone's saying, its a bit. my memory's a bit fuzzy on this, but the way I remember it, he got a really good 10-mile in, doing about 49 minutes for a 10-mile. Uh, he headed off to Rotterdam Marathon to get the U.S. T- Olympic Time Trials Marathon t- qualifying time. So that was to qualify mm. for the trials, uh, but he fell short. And basically someone was saying, uh, he needed to do about a two twenty five, two twenty four to qualify, and he pulled that would out. it just mean for the trials? Yeah, just to get into but the trials. then,
1: every man and his dog could run bloody under two twenty, yeah.
0: and he pulled out of that race at fifteen miles. Mm. So, um, and then maybe because he wasn't up to up to a speed. So, uh, I'm not quite sure if they ever have it's just straight marathon time. So, you know, interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay, this week's discussion. Oh, Jombo, you uh, name some couple of the other things. A
1: couple of the other ones I had in running. Um, we had Erin Baker, Carol Montgomery, and Jackie Gallagher, who all had good marathon legitimate, careers. Legitimate. Uh, probably more 10Ks. Jackie Gallagher went to the Commonwealth Games for marathoning. Karen Montgomery went to the Commonwealth Games for 10K. And Erin Baker um, won a number of running races and also did some some very good marathons, I yeah, think. Yeah, no, she
0: did, because I remember Melina saying she made some good money at the end of mm. her career doing marathons. Mm. Yeah, um, and cycling,
1: um, Karen Thurig, uh, she was an Iron Distance athlete who also did very well individual time trialling. And I would say that Lionel Sanders one hour TT track performance when he, he wasn't going for a world record, but he set a Canadian record. Now, the one hour track test is not something that gets done a huge amount yep. but when you look Why? at this because it's kind of a cool idea well there's no what you know, it is one of those things but what's there's no for exposure there's yeah. no prize money it's really just going for a record and <clears throat> so not that many people go for it um but his time he set a canadian record and whilst it's not competitive with the current pro cyclists when you look at the times that the world record has been broken, uh, he's not a crazy amount off that. It was a pretty legit um, performance, especially for someone who is not a track cyclist uh, at all. How do so, you reckon he go on cycling? Um, probably not very well. He'd be fine in time trials and stuff, yeah. but it takes a long time to figure out the, um, game the intricacies of, yeah, intricacies game of, of bike chess. racing. Um, and the other ones I had was Lance, um, which you mentioned, Alex G and Hayden Wilde are doing pretty well with their running.
0: Okay, this week we're going to go time predictions. What are your time predictions for the Fredino versus Lionel Sanders Swift Tri Battle? Now, remember, it's not a Swift race; it's a proper race. Uh, they're doing an Iron Distance race together. Now, this we've got a link to it on our Facebook page, and it's going to be happening on the 18th of July. Um, here we go. Lionel is the rising star of the sport, but I'm not ready to step down just yet. That's what Fredino says. <laughs> is Lionel the rising star of the sport? He's already a
1: star of the sport, he's not the rising star of the sport. Uh, They've got a little video clip there of the course, they're going to be using quite a few laps, very straight line riding, Uh, so they are going to be going fast, I bet those roads that they've chosen are super smooth, Uh, so quite a few laps in the swim, quite a few laps on the bike, and uh, both the bike and the run looks very much straight line stuff, so you just got to get on the aero bars and go fast, it's going to be pretty awesome to see if they really go for it, what Jan Fredino can do. Because you do have to remember, when he set the record and wrote, uh, that was basically a solo time trial anyway. It's not like he was getting sucked along by, a, by a pack yeah. or anything. So I'm uh, intrigued to see how this goes.
0: The thing, You know what's so cool about our sport? And, and, I, and I think um, Sanders is brilliant for the sport, but Frodeno is just like the kind of guy who's going to be cool to hang out with as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's a... East of an athlete, mm-hmm. but you know, he's just a really nice guy as well. Like, even I've, when I've interviewed him, we talked to him in Kona, he's just really approachable and just quite lucky to have a good rock star at the top of the sport. Okay, so that's this week's discussion. What are your predictions? How fast do you think they're going to go? Well, it depends if they take it, don't you?
1: Yeah, and weather conditions, you know, if it's a 40 degree day in Germany in the middle of July, which is not unprecedented, then I hate that word, everybody uses unprecedented all the time. I try not to use this, okay. <laughs> uh, but you know. You'd think if you really wanted to go for it, you'd do it at a slightly different time of the year, which is what they're doing with the sub seven sub eighters you know if you wanted to go for perfect optimal conditions, but I still think you know he could go very, very fast if the conditions are right, feels great and is motivated.
0: Now I know we've been talking about Sanders today, but the question is, is it really a rivalry not, not really No, no, because no. he's never beaten yeah. him, no like if he beats him this year and then Fredino comes back to want to try win it one more time, mm. then maybe. But it's not really I don't you know, it's a good it's a good kind of made up rivalry, but I don't think Fredino's that scared of them. But hey, time will tell. Okay, we're gonna interview. Charles Adamo from the PTO coming your way. Here he is right now.
1: Radio team, uh, the PTO have got the Collins Cup coming up how many days is it? 53 days to go, Uh, so qualifying is coming towards the end of it, Um, but as you guys have heard on the show we've had a few up and coming pros and they're sort of going, oh yeah, I I like Collins Cup, I'm not quite sure how the rankings work and we kind of figure that a lot of the age groupers out there are going to start to be more and more interested as the race nears and trying to figure out how the rankings work. We had Torsten on before, talk about it a bit, we thought we'd get Charles um, Adamo from PTO on to sort of go through some sort of reasonably quick quick fire sort of questions on how you accrue points and, um, and obviously it's a bit difficult with COVID but um, yeah we'll see where we're
2: at so welcome back to the show Charles. Yeah great it's uh, nice to be back I think I was on a few months ago but uh, it's great that the season is starting to develop and everyone's racing. Great to see. Just, just one random question before we kind of get into the rankings. You know, this is a bit of a
0: dream child for you. Um, and if and you know, if there's a period there where we're like, what will ever happen with the PTO? You kind of, you know, and there's a massive journey in front of you as well. But this moment's pretty cool. Just on a personal level, what's it like to be, how are you feeling about just where it is right now?
2: Well, we're really just pleased. Obviously, this is all about uh, trying to... Uh, get the, the organization off the ground for the athletes uh, and they've been waiting a long time and they've been athletes who've been involved from the very beginning and it's been almost four years now COVID knocked us back a bit uh, and it's just great to see them finally uh, have this uh, on the precipice about to occur because I was just in Slovakia just last week preparing for it and it's just incredible what is being done I mean we actually just got approvals for our RF frequencies and we're using so much for the broadcast we had to borrow some from the military just <laughs> give you an idea yeah. uh, of, of the level of broadcast this is going to be so uh, it's always been our dream and the athletes dream to really put on display in you know, a real proper broadcast the great talents that they have uh, and you know we're here to serve the athletes so we're really excited it's about to happen so um, you won't, probably
1: don't listen to the show regularly, but I'm loving all the new stats on the um, Pro Triathlete's website. It just makes life for broadcasters like us uh, so much easier when you can go and find out information about the athletes. When you go to the rankings page, you know you'll see the you know the different um, areas. You're going to have Europe, America, and uh, and the internationals. And each athlete next to their name has got a number, and that's obviously their ranking points. But um, it yeah we want to know how, how they actually accrue those points and, and what it actually means. So I guess the first thing for me is is how many races count and what sort of mix can you have um, in terms of Ironman, half Ironman, does do short course count? So maybe explain, um, I guess, firstly, how many races count and how far back it actually goes.
2: Yeah, so great. Now, the website is fantastic, and we would encourage people to spend some time on it because it's just filled in information. And our new CTO, Christoph. Balasar is just a genius the way he's created this. Uh, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. So the way the system works is uh, any race can count, any uh, basically longer than Olympic distance non drafting race. Uh, in the COVID time, as you know, we were there were so few races, we ended up supporting one or two Olympic non drifting races, which we counted in 220, I think. But the general principle is it's non-drafting, longer than Olympic distance, and all of them count, uh, potentially uh, of equal amount, uh, meaning they can count. Uh, Given this COVID environment, we have, uh, like lots of professional sports, like golf and tennis, have had to change their ranking systems uh, a number of times. I think tennis is in this fourth change in this whole era right now, in this COVID era. Uh, so we've had to change a little bit. So we are counting basically right now, what we count is uh, the average of your best three races in 219, 220 as one race. And then uh, your best race in 2021 averaged into that will give you the points for your Collins Cup qualification, which ends on August 9th.
1: So so you've kind of got two-point scoring opportunities. So your average of 2021 and your average of 2019 and 2020 sort of combined together, is that right?
2: Correct. So basically it's because of COVID because you just couldn't – between August 9th, there wasn't an ability – a lot of athletes couldn't get races in, many, many races. So we have counted as one race your average – Best three from 219 and 220. That counts as one race. So that might be 80 points, 90 points, 100 points. Then you have to race at least once in 2021. And you can average that. That gets averaged into those three race average. Mm. Also, you can have two great races in 2021. And some athletes have. So it's basically two races. uh, One of which can be your 2019-2020 average. Does that make sense? Yep. So, so anything prior
0: to 2019 is not really counting?
2: Correct. Not counting.
0: And moving forward, like as this year has been a unique year with the last kind of 18 months, two years, um, is it going to stay the same? Is it going to be like just one or two performances? Like how's it going to work moving forward? Is this going to be a consistent thing or are you going to be tweaking as you go?
2: We constantly tweak it all the time. and uh, and, and just to kind of make uh, help people understand, this is an athlete organization. We have an athlete board. There's a process through which all these changes happen. Uh, we, as the kind of non-athlete employees, basically serve the athletes. Uh, so we're constantly taking feedback. You know, you know we have our own skill sets. We hire statisticians. Uh, we work really hard to try to come up with a very, very fair system. Uh, So, going forward, it would normally work where you'd have a rolling 12-month average. Uh, So, uh, and and at the end of the year is when you would be, your ranking would matter because that's when we pay bonuses based out on the rankings. And that allows athletes who race in different times of the year to have their 12-month average always include their best races. So, if you're racing in Australia – your race, best races might be February, March. Uh, they won't. You'll replace those races the next February, March, and then they will count for the year end. So that, that's the way the normal system will work. This year, we really couldn't do that because there weren't any races in, in 2020.
1: Mm. So if you're an athlete and you're rocking up to a race and uh, you turn up there, how do the points from... Uh, each race actually happened. I know you said it's your average of three on, on each season, but say say you're turning up to Ironman Lake Placid next weekend. Um, how do the how do the points actually work for for that particular race?
2: Yeah, so this is interesting, and this is really very helpful for two reasons. Because first, even without COVID, as we know, the uh, the racing calendar is quite fragmented, and traditionally people try to let's be fair, avoid each other because you don't make prize money when a strong field comes into a medium race. You're going to try to avoid uh, other top athletes and pick races where you can potentially just get money for being on the podium. So we've kind of tried to correct for that as well as obviously COVID since there are so few races. And you score points basically based on what is the expected uh winning time of the race for a top professional and, and to just to give you an example and it'll be and then it'll be modified based on what the conditions of the day were and i think the best example to poss- to possibly get people's mind around it is if you play golf you understand golf uh, a golf course will have a rating right so the golf course rating might be 70 which is what the average pro would shoot on that golf course correct yeah, uh, it could be that you wake up in the morning and there's horrible winds coming, and uh, you don't say, "Okay, well, the average score is probably going to be 75." What you do is you wait till the, everyone plays the round, and then you see what the average is, and that would be basically the rating for the day. It would be 77, maybe, right? Mm. Uh, and if in that environment, if you shot a 72, you'd score a lot. You'd be way ahead of the field. You outperformed the average field of top professionals Uh, and if you had over 77 you you underperformed so that's the way these course ratings work and and Thorsten is a genius with this and Christoph as well Uh, and I just kind of watch (laughs) them but uh but they uh what they do is uh they'll take after the race is finished they will go through I don't know 30 or 40 different data points uh and determine what how fast or slow the course was, and then you will score points based on whether you faster than the faster. If it was a fast course and it was five minutes fast, but you were eight minutes fast, you're going to be on the higher end of your point scores. If it was a five minutes fast course and you only three minutes fast, you're going to be on the lower end of the fa- uh, of the scores of w- what you would achieve. Uh, and this allows things. And I thought I saw actually a, a recent. Uh, Video with with Teresa Adam because I think she captured it perfectly because she's been scoring a lot of points because she's been killing it not because she's racing obviously with full fields but she's just doing phenomenal times uh, and this allows us to identify that without her having to potentially empty her bank account and fly all over the world right and particularly in this environment you can't really <clears throat> uh, so we're able to do that in every single location so when people race locally it doesn't matter who shows up or who doesn't show up. Mm. Uh, because even if you look at Elsinore, I mean, it was supposed to be a European championship, but in this environment, the field was probably very, very weak. But people were able to score high points because they had a good race. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's the beauty of the system. Does the does the strength of the field at an event
1: matter very much so I guess for example you know this weekend or the weekend gone Joe Skipper raced in one Ironman UK I haven't got the results in front of me but I think it was you know he, he won by you know a comfortable margin in the end um, but the field was, was weak in terms of the other athletes are not you know like Kona top 10 performing athletes so in a in a situation like that is is he going to get less points because the field isn't as strong or is it all really pegged to historic
2: what has happened on that course it, it's peak it's it's peaked to time so he does not get uh, punished by not having a strong field mm. uh, the, the only the only thing that a field does uh, is it potentially makes the people go faster yeah so if you look at st. George with uh, Sam long and, and uh, Lionel uh, they obviously push each other's beyond the limit than they would normally do if they were ahead in a weak field right you the, ten, the tendency is maybe even if you want to go as fast as you can to score points you're still not going to go as fast as someone's on your shoulder mm. uh, so the way that the fields help athletes are two things uh a normally they're more prepared and in better shape if there's going to be a big field and a strong field that's just normal their training mm-hmm. sessions so you'll see in really strong fields, you'll see the third, fourth, fifth, sixth person score a lot of points mm. because they're they're close. I mean, I think that happened in, uh, I think it was St. George as well, for the women. where Daniela was there, and Jenny Metzler was there, and Emma Pound were there. They all scored great points because they were really racing hard. <laughs> did, did you think, oh, sorry. Yeah. You, you can score maximum points with a great race. And no one there. I mean, you, you look at just Elsinore, there was, for the women, it was just Lucy Charles and Holly that were the only, you know, well, I mean, there are obviously other women there, but, you know, for for they were well, well ahead of uh, the field and and uh, there wasn't the kind of quality you would normally get if it wasn't COVID. Yeah. Do you, do you think with, with
0: regards to these points, you know, one thing you identified and, and a lot of athletes will cherry pick races trying to find prize money and avoid stronger fields. Do you actually think this will make it attractive for athletes to turn up to, to races where there
2: are more Topping people so they can get their better performance out of themselves. I don't know, but it would. I, I, I'm not too sure. I think they'll still cherry pick because they want to still get prize money. Yeah, yeah. yeah they'll always be there. And, and again, this is the, you know we're a new organization and we're we're moving in a direction. We ultimately would like to get to uh, the situation uh, similar to tennis, where there are four major events and. Everyone shows up because there's an enormous prize purse, and then you then then you just rate people based on where they finish. Simple as that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But you can't do that now because you just can't get people all in one place unless we had Daytona, which was great. Lots of people showed up there. Uh, when you when you have a fair number of those and people know ahead of time, uh, and they you know they're not going to lose money showing up as as often they do when they have to travel long distances uh, for small amounts of prize money. Uh, Then we hope to evolve into that. But in this environment, uh, this is the fairest way uh, to be able to uh, rank athletes and the ranking system is designed to give them money. I mean, that's simple as that, you know, instead of having to cherry pick races and get $1,000 here, and $2,000 here, just race hard. At the end of the year, we're going to give you bonuses from 100,000 to 20,000. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you
1: get punished? I guess you do get punished for having a poor result. So if I give you an example, say an athlete does uh, three, only managed to do three races in 2019 or 2020, 2019, 2019 and into 2020, if they had two good races and one poor race, I guess that's going to drag their their score down a bit. And like, also, does, do DNFs um, have any impact on the ranking?
2: So it, it, the reason why we only have three races is so that it is your best three races. If you only race mm-hmm. three times a year, uh, that's probably unusual. Yeah, but, I, yeah I guess yeah. so. <laughs> but, but, but we're, we're – and that's exactly why we only have three, is so that you can have bad races that don't affect you at all, mm-hmm. uh, no effect whatsoever. In fact, right now there are athletes who are ranked in the Collins Cup rankings and they're calling and saying, okay, well – what happens if I race and I race poorly? Do I go down? I said no. Your 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 points get up. You're fixed right now, and and we like this system because it basically identifies your best performances. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's what your potential is. This this is a very very hard sport, and we don't want to abuse athletes. I mean they, you know even athletes now trying to qualify for Kona are are often have to do way too much uh, if they have a bad race and they have to do another one again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, just just with going back to
0: the end-of-the-year prize payment, so um, the ranking goes through to 100. What, what, how deep does the prize
2: payment play for the end-of-year bonus? So it goes down, last year it went to 100, so it went from, it was I think 100,000 for first and it went down to grand 5, 5, for hundredth. <laughs> okay, so, so for some athletes,
0: you, that might be worth actually going to harder races with better fields because the overall ranking points might get
2: you more money at the end of the year only if they go fast i mean it's yeah not, yeah, that's it, our main, yeah that's it you yeah. can you can go as fast i mean to be fair if you're a middle ranked athlete uh i don't know if you're in the field you're going to be going faster or someone's next year or not yeah. i mean i think the athletes know the system now where if they're feeling strong uh they should empty the tank and score as many points as they can you know uh so. um I guess a couple of criticisms, well not criticisms,
1: but feedback we've had from from the athletes um one would be um it, it, you've got to race hard all the time hasn't it so if you're if you're twenty minutes in front of a nine man maybe that's not a good maybe you maybe you're ten minutes in front of a an nine man and you're thinking oh, I might just conserve a little bit here and uh and just relax or or whatever position you're in say you're in third position and fourth is a long way back and there's no way you're going to get up to second um i guess what you're saying and what the system says is you've got to keep racing hard because um it is very much all about time rather than placing and that's probably a bit of feedback from the athletes saying well ultimately the sport's about placing um and they kind of feel that maybe there needs to be some sort of middle ground there
2: yeah, well, we'd like to get there, but I'm not too sure. I think every athlete will be making the decision for themselves during their race calendar, right? So mm-hmm. that's why we only count three races. You can determine, you can see, this is my race. I'm going to let it all out, whether I'm ahead or not. Or you can say, look, I got a race two weeks from now. I'm doing okay now. I'm going I'm I'm to, you know, throttle back a bit. Everyone makes that decision. They know the system going forward, and they can make that decision. So um, it's one of the reasons why we only count three races so they can, you know, kind of make informed decisions on which ones they do want to uh, go and how they feel. Uh, at the same time, we ultimately would like to get to the places, but it's just the system, the, the structure of the race schedule now just doesn't make sense. But, you know, we had athletes the other day just saying, well, I finished third. Uh, I should have got more points because someone else finished third in another race, but they were way, way, way behind because it was just a, a weaker field. So uh, <clears throat> it's all your kind of personal time uh, and, and and position can be actually misleading. Mm. I, I personally, I think it's it seems
1: relatively straightforward to me. I know I know yeah. that I know in a perfect world you go right. I'm going to race at the European seventy point three champs. If I finish third, I'm going to get. 95 points or whatever it is, but I know it's not. It's not that simple. Um, and I think that the, the feed, the, the couple of interviews we did with athletes, ironically, they then went off and had really good races <laughs> yeah. and went from nowhere and in, right into the automatic picks. So I guess for the for the, for the new athletes who, who have not got much racing experience, which has probably been highlighted even more in the last sort of 18 months when you can't go and do races, um, they've been negatively affected. But as soon as you have a couple of good races, you can rock it up the rankings very quickly. But it seems to me those well-established athletes, you know, if you think like a Lionel Sanders, Braden Curry, um, Jan Frodeno, et cetera, their points are kind of, they, they tend to have two or three good races a year. And so their points kind of stay pretty stable and, and they're kind of almost locked in.
2: Well, they're locked in, but they do have to perform. But it's very interesting. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, the, the system designed to work v- almost perfectly for those up and coming athletes, right, because prior to us having this system, Kona was the only measurement of athletes. It really was, right? People yeah. if you weren't, didn't do well on that. No one really know knew how good you were. I mean, you might have won this one or that one, and people would say, relatively, well, he won this Ironman or this 70.3, so maybe he's good, maybe he's not good. Who was the field? So our system has allowed athletes to break out of uh, that kind of one race mindset, uh, and Sam Long's a perfect example because when we started last year, when we started the organization, I guess a year and a half ago now, uh, it's funny enough he was the first guy to call me to sign up. Sam was. I think- uh, And and he was ranked 53rd at the time, 53rd, yeah. And he's just obviously improved tremendously. There haven't been, you know, there haven't been a Kona, there haven't been, you know, world championships, but I think he's ranked now fifth because he's performing, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we can identify that uh, more than just kind of colloquially, uh, we can just identify statistically, right, that he's whatever he is, the fifth best athlete in the world now or whatever he is, yeah.
1: Um, One a question, random question is the race being held on a Saturday
0: or a Sunday and um, when the Collins cup's actually on.
2: It's a Saturday. Okay.
0: Another random question. Um, <laughs> and we're going to talk about Collins cup in a minute, but you kind of say that you are ultimately what like the four majors. So Collins cups, number one, have you started planning the second one? And can you kind of give us any clues on what, what that will look like?
2: Yeah, they're going to be similar to what we did at the, the PTO championships at Daytona. Okay. Uh, not necessarily on the track, but you know they'll be almost exactly like the tennis majors, where you know there there's there'll probably be one in Europe, Asia, uh, Australasia, uh, one or two in Europe, and then maybe one in the USA, and then you'll have the Collins Cup.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and they will be like your kind of the I've got pretty traditional triathlon, pretty similar setup. Or will each race have
2: its own dynamic? They will, and, and I think that's the beauty of it because. You know, we love Kona. We think it's fantastic. It's absolutely great for the sport, but it doesn't necessarily identify the best triathlete in the world. It just identifies the best triathlete in, okay. in forty degree temperature yeah. and eighty degree humidity. Uh, as I said before, that would be it. Would be very similar if if tennis only had the French Open as their world championship. You never would have heard of Roger Federer because he's won one. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what we're doing is obviously spreading around each major event will have its own personality, its own condition. Some will be hilly, some will be flat, some will be hot, some will be, you know, regular temperature, whatever. Uh, and then, as an aggregate, uh, it'll be identify who is the kind of world's best traffic.
1: Um, So with regards to the Collins Cup, um, as you said, there's 53 days. When's sort of the cutoff for the automatic selections or when races finish counting? And then what's the um, sort of timeline after that in terms of uh, the captain's picks? So for for the audience, there's four automatic picks for males and females for each team. And then I believe there's two additional captain's picks. So maybe just give us the dates um, on how things are going to pan out.
2: So August 9th is the last cutoff day for races. And I think that coincides with uh, the Ironman 70.3 Boulder. So we expect that race to be heavily populated because it's the last chance for people to jockey to get the automatic uh, positioning. Uh, it also affects what people get paid at the Collins Cup because we pay people based on their ranking relative to other athletes who qualified. So there's kind of a battle to see where economics go. And then the uh, captain's picks will be two days after. I think the they start the 11th. I think we're going to filter them the 11th, 12th, 13th, about that time. Mm. Uh, the captain's uh, selections will be made.
1: Now we've heard, we've seen quite a few people quite vocal, you know, like Lionel Sanders is always uh, fantastic for the media side of things and you know, he says he wants to go up against Jan Fredino and, and a lot of the pros seem to be, you know, highly motivated. But have you had commitment from any of the, the top guns to say, Yes, I'll be there, you know, like Jan Fredino, Daniela Reef, Alistair Brownlee, people like that?
2: So As part, so the organization is an athlete organization, so they've Mm. joined together. They all have agreed, as part of when they first formed, to race the Collins Cup. Mm. All all of every single person.
0: What's in the best interest, isn't it?
2: Again, it's theirs. I mean, this is their (laughs) (laughs) rate. And again, that's a mindset that we're just trying to, it's still foreign to them because even, you know, even the process where I hear sometimes you know, complaints. I mean, I get complaints about the rankings, about an athlete who scored points. On the same day, I get complaints from someone saying, that athlete scored too many points, and I get complaints <laughs> that, <laughs> that athlete didn't score enough points, on the same day. <laughs> and, well, it, shows, it shows it's you know, important, does not it? Yeah, it is important, and, and to be fair, I speak to every single athlete personally who has asked a question about it, <clears throat> uh, who through Dylan or myself. We talk to everybody we possibly can. Uh, it's still new concept that this is theirs. So, you know, sometimes uh, they don't understand that there's a process, they can talk to the athlete board, they can get input in, and all this is taken consideration. Every so often, you know, we'll read stuff to saying, well, we love what the PTA is doing, and, and they're doing things great. And I constantly have to remind athletes, there's no they, it's you. Mm -hmm. This is you, you know, we're, we're just here to serve you guys. Uh, So it's a new mindset because obviously, you know, they spent the last 40 years being citizens, them and us. Yeah. 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 uh, Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get there for sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's in everyone's interest because this is their organization. They receive the benefits both economically, as well as, you know, the influence that they have in the sport uh, by working together through the organization. So so one
0: so obviously you know you're an overall organization you use other races to for your rankings and stuff like that. What are the relationships like with like World Triathlon and um Ironman? Do they have do you have much involvement at all with them or is it very much kind of just doing your thing by yourselves?
2: Yeah, so uh, we we have great relations. We we try to be the Switzerland of the sport yeah, nice. because we're here to just help everybody. We have great relationship with World Triathlon, uh USA Triathlon, uh, all, the, all the governing bodies. I mean, I think they're all going to be there at the Collins Cup. Uh, we'll have World triathlon representatives, uh, you know, USAT representatives. So, uh, yeah, I think it's really good. Ironman is, is, to be fair, it seems for some reason they think we're a competitor, but we're not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because we don't do age-grouper things. We're here to promote the sport and, and get make superstars out of the professionals, which actually we hope drives... Uh, registrations and age grouper events. So, you know, we, we think we're going to help Ironman and every other operator. That's our goal, at least, yeah. Mm, yeah. But again, we're new, so it seems they don't particularly understand it 100%. And let's be fair, it's been a tough year. I mean, I'm not too sure. Yeah. They, 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 everyone's struggling to to do their own thing. So it's not that, uh, you know, we're on the top of their priority. But our goal is to just make the sport usually popular by investing in the professional side of it because all sports take off when there's an identifiable professional element you know whether it's UFC or even tennis golf football I mean football itself soccer in the uh, football in UK I mean it exploded when you started identifying with superstars as opposed to just teams you know so when you had you know Lionel Messi and Ronaldo, uh, as opposed to just teams, uh, the sports started booming globally. Uh, so that's our goal, and, and we hope that all operators can benefit off the fact that we're making these investments.
1: Awesome. Now, we're loving it, what you do, and we're looking forward to the coverage, and hopefully the time zones, uh, I mean, it's not quite – what what time of the day is the racing starting Uh so, so, the so I think
2: one o'clock the women go off, uh, and then it's every ten minutes, and the men go off at three o'clock, and that's central European time.
1: Yep. Okay. That's, uh, it's an early morning start for us, but uh, hey, we're keen. We'll, be there. <laughs> we'll
2: be there. Awesome. Uh, anything, anything else you want
1: to get out there in terms of what you guys are doing? There's some great media coming out there. So guys, if you're ever on your indoor trainers and you need anything to watch, we will have said earlier in the show about, um, the beyond human, um, sort of documentary that's come out. Anything else you want to get out there, um, about
2: what you guys are up to Charles? No, it's great. The beyond human thing has been really a joy to see because you get to really experience uh, what these guys go through. And I think that is part of where uh, it's educating, not only the triathlon market, but obviously the people who are just interested in sport to really appreciate <laughs> what these guys do. I mean, and, and girls, I mean, the, the the way they train and put their bodies and the things that they accomplish, uh, almost incomprehensible, but they're just not marketed enough to the kind of general sporting audience.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so that's, that's our goal. And I think we, we think, and we're very... Uh, confident that once people come to see the the type of effort and and achievements that they do it's going to kind of cause the sport to boom from a uh, viewership and hopefully even a participation basis
0: just just one last question uh you know it seems like you've done pretty well to get the coverage of collins cup into mainstream media like coverage like tv channels and stuff like that Uh, has that been a
2: challenge and uh how's that process been for you so, it, funnily enough, it, it 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 hasn't been, and I think it's basically with the format. As you saw, we've got you know unprecedented coverage on Eurosport, mm. uh, seven and a half hours of live coverage, fifty-six countries, twenty languages, uh, because they, they appreciate the the concept of the kind of patriotic regions, yep. uh, you know, modeling on the Ryder Cup. It's just it's just it's just fraught with great interest uh, when you're going to have these matches on matches on matches uh, so uh, we were surprised uh, and very pleased because originally we thought we would just have to go OTT and not have any of really the mainstream linear channels uh, so we're really well well ahead of our uh, business plan by attracting the kind of linear coverage that nowhere this sport's never seen before really no, work. Awesome, and, and, and it happens by making the investments in the promotion of it as well. Right?
1: Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, fifty three days to go. We're looking forward to it. So keep up the good work, and uh, we're on the camera. We're going to we'll
2: put you guys on the spot because we're going to have a little system where you guys get to make predictions. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Game on. Game on. Game on.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I
2: think <laughs> you, I didn't, I didn't think you did very well on the uh, on the wildcards for Daytona. No, right? no, <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> awesome. Love your work, Charles. Thanks yeah, for your, keep
1: your time. Keep up
0: the good work. All right. Good. Cheers, Jombo. Your thoughts?
1: It's good. You know, I understand we've had a few athletes on that have sort of been going, "Oh, we're not really sure about the ranking system and so on." But and if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have. I'd have very little sympathy for anybody yeah. because you basically just got to go and do three, three awesome races. races, go fast, and uh, but it's it's just hard when you there's that uncertainty. You don't know. You haven't got a lot of control over the situation. You can't go, I'm going to that race, I'm going to finish third, and boom, that punch my ticket, I'm in the team. Um, But for the
0: Collins Cups, there's only six athletes? Yes. Yeah, so there's not many spots either, is there? No. Well, 18 altogether, but... So I think it's a move,
1: you know, it's a starting point. I think it's good. I think it's it's relatively, it's fair, you know, um, because, you know, if you do rock up to a race and nobody else turns up, you go fast and you can still get the points. So it's not perfect, um, but I think... I can't think of any better scenario at this time. As Charles said, further down the track, what would be cool is you go, right, we've got four qualifying events. You take whatever. Your best
0: results. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and and then you just rock up to those events. So So how long do you think
0: it's going to be before we see those events on the calendar?
1: How deep are the pockets of the the founder, I think. Uh, I would have thought in the next year, and maybe not next year, but the year after you'd think that's going to start to come. Then you're going to have the decisions about, you know, how to fit everything into your season though there's still so many Ironman races you get yeah, but they get hurt don't they they will they will get hurt yeah because if you're um, if
0: you're a pro you're going with my organization, they're looking after me they're mm. paying they'll pay deep for these races mm. and it also means five big races a year mm. you know if you're if you're going to do all five of them, so and you've got to fit an Ironman man in there to qualify for Kona plus Kona, yeah, for those that do it so it's, it's, it, the, the dynamic of a pro season's about to change, isn't it mm. yeah, because you look at this moment and now. This is top-loaded for intensity because mm. you're going to have Collins Cup, you're going to have 7.3, you're going to have Ironman Championship. Mm. You know That's a lot of demand on, on these athletes for a very short period of time for long-course racing. Mm. I think it's good. The other the, thing I, I do wonder, because it was interesting hearing him talk about how the TV coverage has taken off, which is awesome, because um, that will ultimately be the revenue stream, but um, will, this, will the detainers be able to sell as a TV package?
1: Uh well they sell the one the one like I always say this it's the one like one, one hour, package. hour package that makes a difference okay but you know you I bet you you know you you've got an interest in ten in most sports tennis how often do you go and watch a game of tennis oh but never. But oh
0: actually in Australia I watched I did actually watch the uh, one off yeah yeah
1: and you get, but if there was a on the news you would be going right how to federer do you yeah know? so I think that's what we've got to pitch get, for get to that level yeah, yeah just but with basic interest running I mean. I've never watched a marathon From start to finish oh, I watched this up too Yeah That was that pretty was awesome it. Yeah. Um, So I think it's it's uh, Surely they're not thinking That people are going to sit there For hours on end Although that being said Like with golf I know there's a lot of people that
0: Yeah but you come and go golf. That's why the comic yeah. cup might work Because you can come and go Because hmm. you don't I can't imagine That many people we'll watch Six hours of golf non-stop hmm. You know and if you do, get a life. <laughs> <laughs> joke, joke. Uh, okay, John Bo, let's go. Of the week. I'm going to go high number this week. Are you? Yeah, because we're going a bit low, that is. I'm going to go say 84. 84. I
1: thought mm-hmm. you meant high numbers and high... Up the top there oh, I mean, somewhere. high, isn't it? Uh, it's a high number 84, Ben Cullen. No swimming. He made a of, pretty big run week. He said zero swimming, one hour and 29 minutes on the bike, but he did 12 hours and 17 minutes of running. Nice work, Ben Cullen. Uh, so good work, Ben. What did good I say? Ben? 84. 84? Oh, he's from Queenstown in Otago. Oh, look at this. And he's got a bit of snow on the road down there. Uh, last a bit week, of snow. Last week they did have a very snowy week down there. It snowed a lot. Did an afternoon bike ride yesterday. We're Went around the the trails. Queenstown's a great place to go mountain biking.
0: Yeah, broke around Frankton. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to train. Although winter would be tough. Winter would be tough. But you know, you go skiing and stuff like that. Uh, let's just have a He's from wish. Ireland. I'm oh, from Ireland. Well, I'm just basing this on his little emojis. He's got yep. Ireland swim bike run. Yep, with the four four leaf clover. Here yep. we go. Nice. So, lovely uh, whip,
1: Yeah, not a great deal of swimming happening. Well, we're so going swimming uh, in the lake right now, are you? Yeah, so far, swimming. I'm did you swimming. watch the news last night? Uh, I watched the sports news. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The the the, the skier. We've got this young girl who's just a rock star skier. Kind of came out of nowhere. Won Olympic medal, I think. She so, got, so yeah. she's a snowboarder, not skier. Yeah, well, snow sports. It's all the same to me, mate. Right, yeah. Um, but did you see her surfing in the lake? Yes. Oh, my no, God. No, that's a river. That's a oh, a it down the river, but... What's all
1: that about? Mid- middle of winter. So it's, uh, I think that's, I oh do no, I'm not going to say, it. I don't actually know how it's, how it's formed, but yeah, jump in the river and do a bit of, uh, but this time this of year,
0: wave. yeah, this time of year, that would be <laughs> arctic. That was, no, she looked like she had a weedy on that was like a bloody Michelin suit, but yeah. still, that's a good effort, because that would be freezing down there. She's using all the language, she's going, yeah, it's going to be sick, man. Yeah. Well, I see <laughs> Kawabunga once it finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ben Killen, he's Kawabunga this week, because he is our winger. Winger of the week. week okay jumbo let's go questions and answers so we've got an email back from greg and he was just saying last week the communication from iron man to the legacy athletes just wasn't sharp enough and he just said i'd like to uh, thought i let you guys know that a day or two after your show and the kona legacy discussion was broadcast i mean started to contact the legacy athletes with a deferral offer similar to those who are qualified for kona thank you for shedding some light on the issue makes you wonder who's listening to the show oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're straight to the top that's, for us that's how much influence we straight have straight to the top straight to the top now it is your birthday and so Murray Murray the Holy Hammer Lapworth did send an email saying did you do 100 times 100 we did not huh. we did 45 times
1: 100 because I turned 45 which is lo- a lot longer oh than is that what you did before. was it 45 100s we did today's swim set was 45 100s we did what did we do we did uh, 30 on the 140 and then we did what did we do after oh, that wait a second got a different swim set here Oh, that's from last week. Oh, uh, and then we did uh, ten on the one twenty-five, one thirty-five, and five on the one thirty. How so long does that take good. you? You just deleted my swim set. What was last week's? Well, I'd undelete that. That was a good swim set. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were talking about today's swim set <laughs> This was last week's oh. swim set, which is a bit more interesting Oh really? Uh, so last, swim, last week's swim set, because I missed last week as well uh, We started with 1000 metres uh, warm up, which is quite a long warm up But it's a, it's a set I really like doing, you do 150 metres freestyle And then you do 100, 100 metres IM and you just keep repeating that It's an epic camp set as well, we quite often do a, a 3000 continuous where you're doing that And it gets quite tricky doing that 100 metres IM towards the end so 1,000 warm-up, three 100s to send one to three, so that's getting faster, three 400s moderately hard, three 100s to send one to three, 200 easy mixed, and then 625 sprints and a 200 loosen, and that's sort of touching all your, all your different intensities going through that. So just a nice general conditioning workout.
0: Sounds like a lot of fun. Okay, let's go winger. Oh, no, 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 we've done that. We've got patrons. Now, we've got a new patron, a guy by the name of Gareth Hopkins. Not Gareth.
1: Garin. Garen. Garen. Gethin,
0: Gethin. Gethin, sorry. Gethin.
1: G-E-T-H-I-N. Gethin.
0: Now, I love this first Gethin, line. Gethin Hopkins, 27, living in Liverpool, London. And Liverpool. Oh, I'm from Liverpool. Who's that? <laughs> it's not somebody from Liverpool. Come on, it's Paul <laughs> McCartney. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, oh, me and John, we used to play guitar together. Come on, that's not bad. Okay. Good old um, Garrett. How's that? Well, I would, I would think it's Gethin. Gethin would say, I love it, just like Paul McCartney. Mm. Now, <laughs> I love this first line. I work as a doctor... But these days, 95% of my time is taken up thinking about triathlon. So he's going in, he's, you know, opening you up, yeah. you know, oh, how's my bike on today? <laughs> Loved it. He's going, I've cycled on uh, and run on and off for five years, but last summer I decided to simply to learn to swim properly. I could do about four lengths before I was there, I was cooked. This May I did my first standard triathlon and I've got my first 70.3 happening in Stafford on the 18th. I don't have anything to plug, but uh, if you'd be able to say thanks to a couple of the key figures in my sporting life, that would be ace. Well, I like the word ace. It's good work. Uh, Hayden Allen, who's an unbelievably fit Cat 1 cyclist and childhood friend who pushes me towards getting fitter and being being better consistently. Uh, my girlfriend Rowena, who consistently tells me uh, that I can do more than I think. And Bevan, and now that I've found I Am Talk, you too, John, your shows have kept me moving towards the person I want to become for a decade now. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Love your work. He's and about to send a picture
1: through. He's about to jump into a... Fairly green
0: looking lake somewhere there in the UK. He actually, he's, he, he's, he actually um, sent me an email because he first listened to my podcast mm-hmm. and he kind of found us through this and he was, he's just gone through a really cool transformation and he was kind of someone who was obviously being a doctor at a pretty high level but it just was mm-hmm. wasn't the health and fitness wasn't a big thing for him and he's just massive change and awesome. I love these stories. Whenever I see the word Hopkin, I always think of Anthony Hopkins. And oh. I'm thinking of Silence
1: of the Lambs. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But maybe we call him Lammy. You can't call him Lambie. <laughs> you can't call him Lambie. Okay, we, should we go for a Silence of the Lambs reference?
0: Yeah, but what is it? Because <laughs> you can't... Um, what was that thing that he used to have on his face? What is that? Yeah, but it's just a mask. Yeah, you can't call him the mask. Yeah. Oh, the the dop- masked lamb. <laughs> <laughs> You're loving these, aren't you? Keith? Yeah, well, uh, okay. Silence of the Lamb. Anthony Hopkins. What? what have, uh, Hannibal Hitman. Here we go. Okay. Hannibal Hitman. Hannibal? And even rhymes with his H. There. Yeah, Hannibal Hitman Hopkins. Hannibal. There we go, because Hannibal, he's a destroyer. Mm-hmm. He won't eat you, but he's a destroyer. He's a hitman. And there Hopkins, there we go. Love your work. Thank you so much for your support. Given, Given, uh-huh. Hopkins Hopkins. Uh, and just um, keep doing what you're doing, mate. Love your story. Keep it up. And, and thank you for those who support him as well. You know what? That's so important. You need people in your life who support you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you need people in your life who, you know, you know what? You can be better. You know, there's such an important person to have in your life. So luckily you have those people. You have who do you have? You have Rowena and you have Hayden who helped you with that as well. Other
1: patrons. Jonathan, the Lumberjack Woodman. And we've got the
0: sleek, chic Sh- Scott Sheridan. And the Time Lord, Craig McCarthy. Thank you, John. You got a oh, oh, festival? Sponsors if, uh, if you want to get So Sorry If you want to support show Go to imtalk.me Become a patron Like there were some people who had recently Thank you for those people uh, And also thank you To those people Who are patrons If you want to get show email to you Front page down the bottom Put your details in uh, Coaching Coachingonnewson.com For my podcast BevanJamesIsleShow.com Or uh Cool websites group of the week And other info gmail.com John, your goss um, Just a reference to Gethin again
1: Um He's a doctor. I'm assuming a medical doctor could be a doctor of anything. And it's funny because people who are doctors of anything deserve to be called a doctor, yep. but it seems wrong. Have you read the Adam K books? Uh, which is He's a doctor and was a doctor in the UK. Oh. And he was a gynecological doctor yep. and he's written a book. He kept a bit of a journal about lots of the incidents that happened. Oh, really? <laughs> and when, you, when you're a gynecological is it gynecological? It wasn't a gynecologist, but, uh, you know, delivering babies and dealing with put down that. He saw some uh, some pretty interesting things in his time.
0: Oh, it's, you can't, it's you can't even imagine.
1: Definitely worth a read. So it's got Adam Kay and it's the NHS in, in Great Britain, which is the National Health Service, I guess. Yep. Um, there's some interesting and very cringeworthy moments, and you also realise how stupid a schedule is
0: for. Um, but you know what? You say? It's funny you say that because we've got a new runner in our group, a lady by the name of Heather. Um, and we're doing our hill repeat session last Wednesday morning, so this is at six in the morning. And I don't know, she was kind of. Well, I've only seen a lot of. haven't really had that conversation where I got to know her a bit more. And we're doing a stretch, so she was kind of using each other for balance. And I was having a chat to her, and she's a doctor. And I said, like, Oh, so you know, and she was from the UK. And uh, she goes, uh, you guys work a lot, ain't it? She goes, oh yeah. Today I'm going from here. I start at eight and I'm working through to eleven tonight. Mm. You're making life, you know. You're making such important decisions. Mm. Just, just overload them, don't they? It's crazy, you know. But. High-level people, doctors. Okay, so what you got, uh, what's your goss, Jonbo? What's my goss? We went to
1: Once, the musical. Oh, on now I'm going, on,
0: I'm going Monday week, I think. Yeah, it's
1: very good. Did you love it? Yeah, and then we watched Once, the movie, the next day. So it was based off a yeah, the movie.
0: Would you like, the movie? Movie was it's a fine
1: Saturday night movie, yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, did you so love the music? The music's good, uh, and the musical's soundtrack. really good. So You didn't listen it. to soundtrack, did you? I didn't listen to soundtrack. I told you to listen to soundtrack. Still enjoy the music, though. I didn't need to. Yeah but, yeah, but you know, you listen
0: to the music first, mm-hmm. you
1: know? Did that, had a little park run on Saturday. how you go? Did you win? Uh, have you ever won one? No. Okay,
0: that's my challenge to you. You've got to win one. Well, it's
1: very random who hey. turns up. What if I have a crappy run and I win one? I'm not taking hey, the, hey. I, I don't take no satisfaction from that. Yes, you do. No, you, you, you win, don't. And win a win at chicken dinner. No, so I took more satisfaction from that one where I think I was, I don't know, maybe seventh or eighth or something like that. Um, but compared to the previous one I did where I was seven. Do you ever get any of the cross trucks? Does Yeah. Oh, was a pretty quick one. It was guys running 15s. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it was a slightly better performance. Still, I want to go sub-17 as my sort of goal for um, late August. Uh, so it was 17, 20. I thought it was going to be a bit quicker than that, but it was, it was negative two. It was sort of negative one, negative two. It was pretty fresh. Did a bike ride on Sunday. Yeah. And it's the first time my drink bottles ever frozen on a bike before. Wow. <laughs> It was it was negative about negative four, negative five, which I know for a lot of you guys, and maybe in Canada and in maybe parts of North America yeah. and in Scandinavia, relative. you guys maybe that happens to you often, but down here that ain't happening to me very often, and I didn't particularly enjoy the experience.
0: Well, one one, one thing we get fr- we never get frost up here. Because mm. just we're a little bit higher up, so you kind of don't get the kind of colder climate. Um, and it was like it wasn't just a little bit of frost; it was frosty up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it showed you how cold it was. Uh, what so else?
1: That was about it. Um,
0: Bevan, what's happening in your world? What's happening in my world? Couple of things. First of all, um, we did the mountain bike park walk the other day, and I've started the cha- start time.
1: So, so Bevan's got a mountain bike downhill mountain bike park just Down the bottom of the hill from him,
0: yeah. So, we what we'll do is we'll just drive because you, you can't really get here. You could, we need to put a lane down there ultimately, just built, just built, yeah. Well, me and Mike Duncan have talked about building it because it's on this, it should be done. The council's meant to do it, but apparently, people in front don't want it because they don't want people walking around. Mm-hmm. which... I like it I like people So yeah. I don't have that problem But um, So we, we rode down We drive down and you, and you can walk up It's about an hour walk Beautiful Stunning walk mm. And then you can catch The cheerlift down But mm. they, they didn't open To 11 now They've changed The opening hours <laughs> So we got to the top So we kind of Ended up having to run Back down the hill To get back home But we I had like It was like so cold I had all this gear on got home I was drunk Dripping with sweat my, <laughs> I had like 12, Five layers on Had my jacket on Even my jacket So I'd gone through All my clothes yeah. Even my jacket Was dripping with wet So that was good, good effort But the big thing For me on the weekend Was We cleaned You know in our, our um, Hallway We've got those kind of lights that are in, almost in round circle glass right we clean those mm-hmm. tell you what there was an ACC accident <laughs> 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 ACC is where you go
1: when you get broken hair that pays for all our injuries yeah New Zealand, New Zealand. we've actually
0: got, got a really good system because basically you kind of everyone puts in and if you have an injury you don't get sued you just basically ACC pays for it but I was on this ladder and I was trying to clean these things and I tell you what it was, especially the one over the stairs, mm. but I, I, I survived. Good. We're happy to have you here. But you definitely do things as, you know, like right now, there's things you do around the house, which you think 20 years from now, I'm not doing that. No. You know, like would when I do the painting of the house and I hang over the side there, mm-hmm. and I think when I'm 60. That ain't happening. And that ain't happening. Because mm. I, was, I was on this ladder and I was up the top rung, so I'm pretty high. And i am basically got my feet locked in and my knees pushing in the front window. It's all core activation. <laughs> Quads are fired up. And I'm trying to clean this bloody light. And I'm so just up.
1: hoping that ladder's not
0: going to tip. No, Joe was here. I was like, babe, you hold on tight. <laughs> so that was good enough. And that, what about this week? This week is the last week
1: before bloody school holidays again. So we're counting down the days to school holidays. What's the plan, you going away? No, we're not going away. And that's the problem. Uh. Yeah,
0: <laughs> what you going
1: away? Which I don't know. It's just not going oh, away. Oh, it's all blunder out running the other day. Yep, yeah, she's she's partially injured. She's getting over it. Getting oh. A little bit frustrated. What's she done? Uh, it was calf and now it's sort of hamstring. So mm. Mm. bloody bodies. Mm. Thank you, John. Let's wrap it up. I'm Russ. I'm no, 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 no. Train hard. Train
0: Kicker.